Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. My name is Misty Jane, and I am a money coach for hairstylists. I help self-motivated stylists get their financial shit together, creating healthy relationships with money, opening up more options for the future, and eliminating that paycheck-to-paycheck life. I created Backroom Beauty Talks because I wanted to bring real, raw, and unedited conversations to you, uplifting the beauty industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. So you might be noticing a little bit of a trend on the last couple podcasts and the ones that you're going to hear in the future. Um, All the girls I've been interviewing are a part of a group mastermind that I am involved in for the next year. And all of these girls are going through the journey with me of getting past mindset blocks and limiting beliefs and really growing our businesses and growing ourselves as women in general. So today I'm talking with Shelby. Shelby is a salon owner in Miami, Florida, and she is also a business coach for hairstylists, but she has a really awesome angle that I totally can get down with. She is exactly who I needed 10 years ago. She helps people with their mindset, with their fitness, and with their eating habits because I, for one, and you will hear us talk more in depth about this in this episode, really understand how changing some daily habits around movement and around what we put into our body really can affect us, um, not just in our personal lives, not just in the way that we look or feel, but also within our businesses. So please enjoy this conversation on how to become the happy, healthy hairstylist that you deserve to be. Hello, Shelby. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm super excited to talk to you again because we just recorded for your podcast, which we will talk about in a little bit. Um, But tell the listeners who you are and where you're from. All right. Well, my name is Shelby Betancourt. Um, I am Miami-based, but I am originally from Massachusetts. I own a hair salon here in Miami. It's super cute. (laughs) It's called Maker's Loft. It's my like little home base. Um, And I also coach hairstylists on how to be happy and healthier behind the chair. I am super excited for your coaching because I needed you so bad, like shit, probably 17 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me a little bit about your coaching. Like what is the happy, healthy hairstylist? So the happy, healthy hairstylist is the hairstylist that knows that drinking 10 cups of coffee a day is not healthy. (laughs) It's the hairstylist that has a better relationship with food and water and understands boundaries, both like mentally in the salon and out of the salon. Um, I go over a lot of mindset work, which I know that like we learned that um, and we focus on that a lot in our own training. And I incorporate a lot of that into my program because with your job and with working out, it's very mental. And if you have the right mindset about what you like, what you're getting yourself into, it'll make everything else flow. And health and wealth are like happiness, health and wealth are the three things that everyone wishes upon people. So I'm trying to teach people how to like mentally get there so they attain more wealth. Do you feel... 
Well, do you feel like you work more with people who don't have those things and want them or people who are, who are already kind of getting to that point, but they just can't seem to find the flow in it? That's a great question. Um, I feel like I work with both. Um, I have stylists who see how I work behind the chair and they're like, wow, she's so balanced. And I say that with like quotes because I take care of my body. I take care of my mindset and I'm successful behind the chair. So people are like, how can I be more like you? How can I have, you know, that balance of working out and having enough energy behind the chair without, you know, being a slave to my clients or a slave to the gym. Like I, I want to have a good body and I want to take care of it, but I, I have a full-time job too. So right. how do I balance all of that? So have you always been into fitness? No. So um, it's funny when I first started doing hair, I was 17 and my, I, ha- I had rheumatoid arthritis in both my hands. And at, I think at 17, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And by 19, my doctor told me that I wouldn't do hair for more than like five more years, 10 years max. And being told that as like a teenager that, hey, you can only do the only thing that you know that you love for 10 more years because you're physically not going to be able to do it. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) So it was either be on medication for the rest of my life or change what I need to change. So I, I struggled with that a lot. I didn't like want to be a slave to medication. I didn't want to like take medication. I saw what it did to family members and how it changed them. And I, um, I worked for someone who was a nutritionist. And back in like, I think it was 2012, she was a nutritionist and she like, it was before like nutritionist was like cool. Right. So I didn't like, I was just like, Oh, you like eat vegetables all day. Like <laughs> I didn't get it. And she was so sick of hearing me complain about my hands. Cause every time it would rain, every time it was cold. Cause I was up in Massachusetts at the time. So I would always complain that my hands hurt, that my back hurt, that like I was tired. And she was like, Shelby, if you stopped eating crap, then you would probably feel better. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I didn't understand that you could eat food to feel better. It, it was something that wasn't taught to me. Like I just had food because it was like tasty. And she was like, yeah, you need to stop eating pizza five times a week. And maybe your hands wouldn't be so swollen. So I started Googling like what foods um, are for anti-inflammatory, like how I can like make, you know, how, what foods can help with arthritis and it, I slowly started to get better, which introduced me into the gym, which introduced me into fitness and different types of fitness. I'm not just like a gym rat. I do like yoga. I did boxing. I did all the things. I hired personal trainers throughout the years because it became an addiction. It's like, oh, if my hands can feel better about eating, what about my back? Who can, who can help me with this? Or like hip pain. Like I hired a personal trainer to help me with my hips because my hips were always cracking. And I'm like, oh my God, this isn't right. I can't stand up straight. Like I have really bad posture. So I hired out the help to help me feel better. And that's what got me to the point I'm in. And that's what helps me behind the chair is my fitness. It's super interesting because, you know, I ate real shitty for a long time. I did not work out at all. Um, I was just kind of naturally thin. And in my head, I'm like, well, I can eat whatever the fuck I want because you know, I, I don't gain weight. Like, yeah, exactly. And I don't remember, I know, so I started getting in the gym and in my mind, it was like, well, all I have to do is work out. Like I don't have to do the food part. Right. And there was this point where I read this quote that I'm going to completely butcher that blew my mind. And it was like, why do we think that we can take a tiny little pill and it will fix us like ingest it into our bodies but we don't look at the food that we put in our bodies every single day, all day long. Oh my gosh. It blew my mind. (sighs) Yeah. Like, why do we think this tiny white thing like can take all our pain away? Mm, 
and, and then we don't question anything else. Nope, we don't question anything. And it, and it's so it was so interesting to me. And it, I mean, granted, I am not the healthiest of eaters anymore. Um, I try, but I know, you know, yeah. I think sometimes that makes a big difference too. Like, you know, if you want to eat a pizza, fine, but you know that it, you're probably going to feel shitty for the rest of the night. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, um, in my program, I teach in in intuitive eating, mm-hmm. which is basically like the no diet diet. It's like, hey, eat to feel. Like, it's okay to indulge. It's okay to have, you know, dessert because I am the biggest sweet tooth like you'll ever meet. I love chocolate. I love dessert. I look at dessert before I looked at entrees. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I plan my meal around the dessert. Right. (laughs) And I would just want people to have a healthier relationship with food. Like, hey, you can have all the things that you want in portions and you need to know like what's going to be okay for your body like what your body can handle like I can't handle lactose so I know that like hey I'm not going to have any positive (laughs) any nothing positive (laughs) after having (laughs) lactose and like my skin's going to flare from it and all of that and that breaks down to healthy it's so much more than counting your calories it's how you feel how you look like what your skin's doing, like what your hair is. I'm sure that you, when you were behind the chair, you can feel in someone's hair when they're unhealthy. Absolutely. When they're depressed, when they are on lots of medication, their hair is affected by it. So it's not that they ate, you know, dessert. It's that they're unhealthy. Right. And I think a lot of times too, people focus when they hear about like working out, or eating right, they focus on the weight, right? They focus mm-hmm. on, well, well, I like my body. I don't need to lose weight. But what I don't think people realize is how you actually feel. Like waking yeah. up in the morning and not feeling groggy or, you know, just having more energy throughout the day. I know for me, and I, I pointed this out to my husband this weekend, is I work out Monday through Friday and I feel great Monday through Friday. On Saturday, I like in my head, I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to work out on Saturday. I want a day off. But this past Saturday, I never took my PJs off until like four in the afternoon when we had to go somewhere. And I sat on the couch all day. And I know that if I would have just got up and went for a walk, I would have had more energy. Now, granted, some days that's okay. You know, like you can plan for that. But it's like sometimes just movement. I like what you say about not having like a specific workout that you have to do. Like you don't have, you just have to lift weights or you just have to do cardio or whatever. Like but finding something that, that works for you. Do you feel like finding a flow day to day is helpful? Like I know sometimes for me, like on the weekends, like just going for a walk or a bike ride makes me feel good. But on the weekdays, I like to be a little bit more regimented, you know, in my gym routine. Do you think that's important? Absolutely. Like, especially if you're behind the chair a lot and you're already working 12 hours a day, there are times where I'm like, I just want to get up and meditate and do some light stretching or maybe 20 minutes of cardio because that's all I can, that's all the energy that I can give into my morning routine or my evening routine. Like, you know what? I'm just going to like end the night with like some yoga just because that makes me feel better. There are times where I'll go weeks without going into the gym because I'm just like, I'm antisocial. I want to be, I don't want to be around people. I just want to like be in my own flow. And I don't think that you should have like, you don't need a structure. You can just do what feels good at the time. Like there are times where I'm like, I need to lift weights. I need to like mentally get into that or I need to go for a walk. I need to be outside. I need to be surrounded by nature. Like all of that. It's just moving your body. It's, It's going with the flow. It's like doing things that make you feel good. That's all like, I think that people... I want people to understand that like, because it's so mental, you need to move your body because your body is meant to be moved. It's not meant to stay still. It's not meant to be like on the couch until four o'clock and then move, like do yourself a favor and just like move it a little bit. You'll feel better. Exactly. And I mean, you talk about, you know, mindset, which I also have really understood the importance of it, probably more so the last couple of years than my entire life. Um, and it really, you know, movement, I'm not even going to say the gym because I think sometimes that scares people, right? Like sometimes they're like, well, I don't, you know, want to go and, and 
be in a gym setting or whatever, but movement in general, just like you said, it puts you in such a better mindset. Like just getting out. I know that in 2020, there was a couple months where I was, I pretty sure I was borderline depressed and mm -hmm. I would just sit on the couch, you know, and I made up all the excuses under the sun, all of them, you know, like, oh, it's too cold to go outside. Oh, you know, I can't go to the gym because it's closed. So I can't do anything. Um, and it wasn't until I got my head out of my ass <laughs> and realized like I had to go and do something. And my husband would get home from work and I would go for a walk, you know, or I, you know, would put my son in his virtual class and I would put on a YouTube video, something simple, like just something that was body weight stuff. And it was like just a 360. It was like all of a sudden I had a little part of my life back. And I mean, those videos sometimes only 20 minutes or the walk was only 20 minutes. Um, but it was like, it was, an, and then it made me want to eat better. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's something about going to the gym that it's like, oh, well, I worked out today. Well, I don't want to waste that. So now I got to like eat a better meal. <laughs> yeah. Or the opposite. I want to eat this dessert. So I'm going to work out a little bit harder. I'm going to do more cardio so I can enjoy that. So I feel less guilty. Right. And cause that's a mindset thing too, right? It's mm -hmm. like, well, I worked this off, so I'm going to, I can indulge a little bit more. Yeah. It's like <laughs> canceling it out. <laughs> so do you still have issues with arthritis? Uh, no, I do not. Um, my fingers are crooked. Like my middle, like I, I could never be a hand model. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, so my fingers are crooked and my knuckles are always swollen. They like look swollen, but I haven't had like a flare up in years, like at all. And you're on no medication or anything? No medication. I love that. Just vitamins and eating good. All right. Well, I <laughs> want to talk about this for a second because I, I'm not one of those people that don't go to the doctor, but I can't mm -hmm. say I trust doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't. And I'll be the first one to say it. I don't. Yeah. Doctors don't have a nutrition class. And I actually read this thing um, last night. It was like on one of those like intuition Instagrams. And it was like, oh no, it was on a psoriasis Instagram. And it was like, imagine if instead of doctors prescribing us a pill, they sat down and talked to us about our lifestyle and our eating habits and showed us how to adapt to our, our diagnosis. Yeah. Like imagine the world, how that world would change. And I was like, oh my God, this is everything that I talk about. Like yeah. the second that someone's like, I have a headache. I'm like, how much water have you drank? Mm -hmm. Like not, not, did you take an ibuprofen or do you need an ibuprofen? It's what have you ate today? Have you drank water? Are you under stress? Like what's going on in your body? What's your subconscious mind telling you? Because if it's like, hey, I don't want to do all these kind of things, then your subconscious mind, and we can like totally get into this because I'm so nerdy about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, is your mind protecting you from something, therefore giving you a headache so you don't have to do things? Right. And like- it's so much more than a prescription. Yeah. Well, it gets, I mean, it go, comes down to people want the quick fix, right? Yes. Like they just want something easy, you know? Mm -hmm. I will, you know, because exercise, for example, there's no like end, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just should move for the rest of your life. There's no like, I'm going to go for one month and then I'm going to be great and I'm never going to have to do it again. Yeah. People don't like I'm going to crash diet until yes. this date and then exactly. I'll go back to normal. Like what, what do you think normal is? You think normal is not ever exercising, not ever moving your body? That's right. not normal. You need that for your mentality. Yep. Like yeah. there are so many times that I get like my best ideas my best formulas, my best, um, you know, conversations that I like hard conversations I need to have, like my, like, I don't know, ideas from being alone and working out mm -hmm. from doing cardio, from meditating, from slowing down my mind from everything else and just focusing on moving my body. Cause when you move your body, you're like, and you're like stretching, you're letting go of stress. You're letting go of all that tension in there. Our body isn't meant to hold on to all of that. We need to release it. So I learned that um, this year, actually, uh, somebody said to me um, that anxiety is just built up like uh, God, energy. 
And that yeah. like, cause I would get so anxious. Like there was some days, like I just would, my heart would start beating so fast for no reason. And then like, I would go for a walk or I would go to the gym and like, it would go away. And I never thought about it like that. Yeah. What happens when you get anxious? You hold yourself in a ball. Yes. You like, you, you like hold yourself really tight cause you're tense. Right. But what happens when you release, you let go, you open up. You have to open your heart in order to receive good. So when we're anxious, we're closing our heart. We're closing in everything. We're not allowing ourselves to receive anything. So obviously you're going to feel alone. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel like tight. But when we learn to open up and we learn to accept and we learn to flow, then that's when the anxiety starts to go away. That's when we start feeling better, when we start receiving love. We start receiving what the like conscious universe wants to give us. I love that. Now let's talk to the stylist. Let's talk, let's talk to me yeah. 10 years ago. Okay. okay. Me we'll 10 years ago was the busy, the busy stylist who mm-hmm. ate literally like fast food three times a day. I smoked a lot of weed. Like I just, I liked, like, I, I thought I was fine, but yeah. I was exhausted you know, mm. like in my mind, again, in my head, well, I'm thin. So yeah. what, why do I need to change? Right. And, but I was always tired. And then when I found fitness, all that changed. I mean, it's literally, I did not know I could feel so good. So talk to the stylist who does really truly doesn't understand that they could feel better just by movement and by making different choices with their food? Okay. Well, food is information for your body. And a lot of like a lot of bodybuilders will say that food is fuel and that's bullshit. It's not fuel because we're not cars. We're much more complicated than that. So when, when we're constantly like, go, 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 go. First off, the first thing I ask people is how much water do you drink? And a lot of hairstylists would be like, oh, I don't want to pee. You don't want to pee. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but you need to get over it. Because if you ask your client, if they care, if you go to the bathroom, they don't care. They don't they care. Don't. It's, it's you. It's you in your head. Like, heaven forbid you stop mid-foil that you've been foiling for an hour and a half to go pee. Like, no one cares. Right. Um, I would tell you, you need to schedule better. You need to plan what you're going to eat beforehand. Just like anything, you plan your formulas, you plan how long it's going to take you to do that client's hair, you need to plan when you're going to eat, you need to plan what you're going to eat, how you're going to feel better. So I bring a gallon jug of water and I'm like, okay, I drink a certain amount before I go to work. And then I have like a goal by the end of work to to drink it. Am I perfect? Do I go through that all the time? No, no, not at all. There are days where I'm like, oh my God, I haven't drank water and that's why I feel like this. I just want to tell everyone water will give you just as much energy as caffeine. Mm-hmm. So when you go to turn, like caffeine tastes good. Absolutely. I love the taste of coffee, but you don't get a crash from water and you get a crash from coffee. So if we're talking about you as a stylist, like you want to be able to work longer and feel better, skip the coffee, go to the water. Plan, plan your food because you don't want to eat, like you don't want to plan your food when you're starving because you're just going to pick the quickest thing. And nine times out of 10, you're going to feel like crap after that. So how are you going to be able to finish your four hour appointment? Like, let's say it's, you know, you work late, you're starving by three o'clock, you eat by 430 because Uber Eats takes forever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It does. And now it's cold. So by the time you're eating, it's five o'clock, you still have a 530 appointment coming in, you're going to be at work for another three hours, let's just say. And now you're bloated. And you want to just sleep. So now you don't want to do that client, you don't want to do anything because you are just miserable for half your day because you're hungry then you're thinking about oh my god my food's cold it's going to be gross and then when you finally eat it it's not that good and then you feel like crap for the rest of the day do I need to convince you anymore that you should have planned out your food and the money coach in me has to say how much you're wasting oh (laughs) yeah I mean and don't get me wrong I order out all the time but in my area there's so many like juice bars 
So when I order out, yes, I'm spending more money, but I'm like, okay, it's for the convenience because I don't want to make a juice or like I didn't bring a juice. So when I do order out, I'm eating something that I know is going to like help me feel good for the rest of the day. Not, you know, a heavy burger with French fries, unless it's Saturday night. And, you know, I want that. I deserve that. Um, But it's all about like, you want to feel good behind the chair. You got to eat to feel good. Right. You got to feel your, you got to like feed your body the information that you want. And I think people don't understand too, that the side effects of eating healthy. So for example, like I used to get these bumps, they weren't warts, but I used to think that they were, I forget what they were called on my elbow. And I got them like as long as I could remember. And there was this time um, where we went like super clean for like two months. We did like a challenge with the gym that we were in. They have not been back since. Because mm-hmm. ever since, I mean, I'm, again, I don't eat like a hundred percent the healthiest, but like we no longer have bread at every dinner. Like there's certain things that we've adapted that we don't do like we used to do. And they have been gone ever since. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's still amazing to me that like you can heal certain things in your body, right? Like, yeah. okay, water. When I was behind the chair and I was overly busy and I would forget to drink water, I would get a twitch in my eye. And it would happen for like an hour. And finally one day, like it happened like a couple times in a week and I finally had to Google it and it's freaking dehydration. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Like it's been driving me nuts. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, there are so many signs of dehydration and it's like, people don't even realize it. Like no. you don't realize that what, like just being dehydrated, like I would get migraines every single day mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was. So I would just pop Tylenol. Like I, I didn't think anything of it. Turns out I was dehydrated. All I had to do is just drink more water and then I wouldn't have that headache and I wouldn't be miserable all day. You know, I used to hate water. Like I used to really? hate Like there was, before I started working out, I would, I never would just sit and have a glass of water ever. Literally. Sweet I get it. tea, It's Gatorade, understandable. Like that's it. Like and now it's the only thing I drink. Like I have a Tervis next to me at all times. Um, and yes, I do pee every two seconds as well. Um, it, it's one of those <laughs> things. Like, I'm just like, oh, it's letting out all the toxins, all the bad energy. Like, I don't know, train your mind to think that it's a good thing. Right. Well, I love it now. I mean, now I crave water, you know, yeah. it took years. Like, it's almost like I forced myself and then eventually I did the same thing with Bloody Mary's. <laughs> <laughs> I used, to hate there. I used to hate Bloody Marys. And then every time we would go out to brunch, I would sip my husband's and every time I'd be like, that's disgusting. And then I'd sip it the mm-hmm. next time. And I'm like, okay, it's not horrible. And then now love them. <laughs> like- that's how I feel about sparkling water. I used to, oh. I used to be like, oh my God, why do people like that? Now that is like what I drink. Yeah. Not a fan. I love sparkling water. It's so funny. <laughs> well, it's funny because you can, you you can train yourself to like certain things. So even when I started eating healthier, like we like, you know, started with, we did paleo cause we were in a CrossFit gym. So that okay. just goes hand in hand. So we did like the super strict paleo and like we would start eating like substituting things, you know? Um, and it got to the point where like, we thought it was delicious, but we would like have people over and we would make appetizers with our substitutes and they would think it's disgusting. <laughs> because they weren't used to it. And it's like, I kind of forgot that you really can kind of train yourself, you know, to, to like things to a certain extent, you know? Absolutely. It's mindset. Like your mind wants to go to what's comfortable. You're like your subconscious mind. So you have like three different parts of your mind. You have your conscious, your, um, the middle one, which is like the waiting room. Uh, (laughs) I can't think of it right now. Um, and then your subconscious. And your subconscious mind is just like there to protect you. So if you're constantly telling your subconscious mind, like, ew, this is gross. I don't like this. Like, I'll never like this. Then your subconscious mind is going to be like, all right, Misty doesn't like this. She'll never like this. This will never be enjoyable. So you'll never like it. But when you start thinking to your subconscious mind, like, this is good for me. I, I need this in my life. This will make me happy. This will make me healthier. Now your subconscious mind is like, oh, Misty likes this. Let's give her more of this. Let's change this and how she sees this because she's feeding me information that this is good. Right. 
Yes. And then once you start seeing the results, whether the results be more energy, whether it be weight loss, whether it be, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, then, then that's when I think it really all clicks, right? Yeah. Like you can, you can tell your mind what's a good pain and what's a bad pain. So like when we think about working out, working out, whether you've been doing it for like two weeks or 10 years, it still hurts. Yeah. Like, when you still got to tell your mind like two more reps, all right, 10 more minutes, like five more seconds. It still is the same pain, but what changes from the beginning of you working out to like, as you keep on going and it become more of a lifestyle is your mind is saying, okay, Shelby likes this. Misty likes this. This is a good pain. This is rewarding. I'm going to reward her with this for five more minutes. Cause she can do this for five more minutes. The same pain is saw differently right? because of your mindset. Yes. And you know, it's funny because I think the hardest part of going to the gym is, is putting your foot in the door. It's getting there. Yes. Yeah. Because I have never, I would lay in bed and I'm like, I don't want to go today. I don't want to do this. Day. I don't want to, I don't want to, mm-hmm. but I have never walked out of the door saying, I wish I wouldn't have done that ever. Absolutely. Ever. Yeah. I mean, even when I was pregnant, because I was going to the gym still when I was pregnant and I would, sometimes I would just go, like yeah. I wouldn't necessarily do a whole lot, but it was just like the fact that I like went and, you know, just, I, I walked in the door because really that's the hardest part. <laughs> like I was just glad that I did just that, you know, and it's funny because for me, finding fitness really changed my life because like I found fitness first and then, you know, then I, you know, went out on my own as a stylist. And then I, cause it was almost this confidence that I found. Well, if I can do this, this thing that, cause I, ne- I was never, I mean, I dabbled in little workout things here and there yeah. because I, you just think you have to, you know what I mean? And I hated all of it. Um, but then you find the thing that you like and, and, you go, okay, well, I'm just a beginner. I'm never going to be able to do these things. Then you do one of those things. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, well, that's cool. Now I want to try to do this thing. Oh, well, that's cool. Well, now I want to try and do this thing. And then it, it goes into your life. Like I look at working out now as therapy for that reason, you know, because I literally amazing how your body adapts and you don't, you may think that you start liking something. Like I got into like I was doing group classes at first. And then I, um, when I first started dating Josh, my boyfriend, he got me into weightlifting and I loved weightlifting. But then I went through like a phase where I was like, I don't want to step into the gym anymore. I don't want to be around those people. So then I started doing yoga and I started doing boxing and I started like figuring out different things because my body was adapting to it. Right. And like my body could handle it. And I was like, oh, can I do this? Can I do that? And, and it becomes fun. Right. Yeah. Now, do you, you're in Miami. Yes. I feel like I have never been to Miami besides the airport, but I just assume everyone is physically fit in Miami. Oh my God. <laughs> everyone here is beautiful. <laughs> so I would assume that a lot of your clients are in the gym or, you know, looking, looking like they go to the gym one way or another. Correct. Yes. So I found, um, especially when I started working out that clients are funny, especially, um, ones that don't work out and they would kind of say things that almost make you feel guilty for caring. If that makes sense. Explain Uh, more. (laughs) So like, you know, you know, you know, when you have that person that's just kind of like, um, Oh, you know, you don't need to worry about it because you're so tiny or you like, you know what I mean? Like they, it, it almost discounts the work, right? Yeah. It, and it's funny because for the longest time I would, I would kind of, you know, well, like I would try and like discount my work, you know? And then Mm -hmm. there was a point where I finally just went, well, I, I work, I work hard to do this. Yeah. And left it at that you know, and do you get that at all? All the time. People like, they think that I was like born skinny or whatever that means. And (laughs) oh, they're like, especially with like my upper body, because I have like strong shoulders and strong arms and they're defined. And it's not something that you really see in women having defined arms without them looking quote unquote manly. 
Um, and I've had people be like, oh my gosh, you have the most beautiful arms. And I'm like, thank you. Like I work really hard. Oh, what do you get them from? Like blow drying? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, blow drying. That's that's <laughs> how I get my arms. Like, are you are you kidding me? Right. I'm like, no, I lift weights. And they're like, yeah, but like, I don't want my arms to get too big. I'm like, what an insult. That to me is the biggest insult. Don't tell me that you can't lift a weight because you don't want, that's like, okay, it's like buying a bicycle and being like, well, I don't really want to buy a bicycle because I don't want to do the Tour de France. Right, like, exactly. <laughs> like, so my my sister is the perfect example of like someone who, she never thought she could be fit. She was always in the mindset of like, this is my body type. I'm big boned, quote unquote, big boned. Um, and I'll never look the way that Shelby looks. And this past year, she hired a coach and she like went through the thing. And now she is as small as me and she's fit. Like, and I'm like, damn, you've never looked so good. And she's like, I never thought that this was even possible. I never thought I could actually look like this. And she was working out. She was doing all the things, but having her nutrition right. Well, and she was telling herself that she could never... Yes. When you tell yourself, like, I hate my body, it's never going to look good. Now it dips into that subconscious mind where your subconscious mind is like, mm, she doesn't like me. Yeah. I'm not going to reward her. Like, she doesn't like me. This is where she's comfortable. And this is where she's going to be. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I really think that people discount. I know I did for the longest time what we tell ourselves. Yes. Like so much. Let's talk about that for a minute, even without outside of the gym. So for, if you're listening, um, Shelby is also part of the high powered Academy that I'm in. So she was in Tulum, um, with me and we talked about limiting beliefs mm-hmm. and we talked about the things that we tell ourselves. And, um, it's funny because whoever's listening, think of the things, the negative things you say about yourself, whatever it may be. And then imagine yourself saying it to somebody else, like, like say, if you think, you know, that you're not good enough, imagine looking at your best friend and saying, you know what, you're not good enough. Or imagine if you think that you're fat, imagine looking at your best friend and saying you're fat, like you would never do that. I, I literally, I asked my son this recently, because he said something very negative about himself. And my son is six. And um, I said, would you ever say that to me? No. Would you ever say that to your best friend? No. Well, why do you say it to yourself? Mm-hmm. And it's like, even at six, he was just like, oh, <laughs> like, like, I don't know, you know? And, and I think it's interesting because when it comes to um, really anything, not just physical fitness, it could be work, you know, it could be somebody in an unhappy situation in a salon and they want to leave. Well, they feel like they can't, well, nobody's going to follow them or they're not going to make any money or, you know, whatever. Um, so what have you had to combat when it comes to that? Like what, what were the things that, you've had to battle with or still battling with? Mm. So it's funny because during our trip to Tulum, we had the same limiting belief. And it was that I didn't feel like I was smart enough. And when I heard you say it, I was like, no freaking way. Like, no, I want to cry. You just saying it again. (laughs) Yes. Like, and I heard your podcast all on the Tulum and I was like crying, like, and I was like, oh my God, this just brings me back. Um, I, I find that because I got over that limiting belief, then now I have like three more that I realized that I probably always had these limiting beliefs because you don't just have one. Right. And I think that was a big thing for me where I was like, oh, like I, I guess this, yeah, this is how I feel about myself. But now that I'm back in like my own reality, I'll catch myself being like, oh, that won't be me. And then I'm like, wait, 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 stop. Like, yes, that will be me. I am good enough. I am smart enough. I can help this person. I can do this. So I like, it's helped me a lot when talking to my clients Mm -hmm. because the conversations that they're having, I'm able to be like, are you really a bad person? Do you really think that you're a bad person? do you think that what they said was true or like what you're saying right now, I'll just mirror what they say and I'll ask them a question. 
like if they're like oh like you know I I don't know I'm just not going to get this job I'm like why aren't you going to get this job I don't know I, I just don't think I'm qualified I'm like you don't think that you're smart enough you don't think that you're qualified and they're like oh my god no and I'm like why tell me the facts tell me what's true right why aren't you good enough why is someone else better than you and then like talking them through it oh my gosh it's changed I've made more people cry since I've come back from Tulum <laughs> in my chair of like happy tears right than ever like <laughs> well, it's like people, welcome to my chair you're gonna cry today <laughs> yes I mean I remember when I was in my suite you know and and again I wasn't even at the point that I am now but like I still I would like coach people mm -hmm. you know and I think that people forget how much we um we inspire our clients. Yes. You know, I think I inspired my clients by the fact that I was, you know, finding a healthier lifestyle. I started inspiring my clients when I started changing my money story. And mm -hmm. I would start getting people coming in and saying those things and saying, you know, yeah. like I did this because of this, or I did this because you said this. Yeah. And that like, it really boosts your confidence. You know, it really of feels course. good. <laughs> like, <laughs> or like, Hey, because like, thank you so much for what we talked about last time. I did this, this, and this, and it's all thanks to you. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I changed your life. I didn't just change your hair. It's so much more than hair. Like my clients were like, yeah, you do hair and that's like a bonus. Right. It's everything else I get. It's the inspiration. It's the life-changing conversations yep. that I can have with you. Yeah. And that's so amazing because I never had that growing up. Like I didn't have my hairstylist change my life. No. Right. <laughs> but to be that person for other people is so freaking cool. Yeah, it really is. And to just have somebody that like, they look forward to seeing you and they look forward to the therapy. Mm -hmm. um, because it really is. I mean, we're touching people literally mm -hmm. like inside and out. Like, yeah. and I, I just, that's, I love the hair industry for that reason. It's um, so cool. We, I always tell um, stylists, I'm like, listen, your clients, they release their energy through their head and their head is close to our heart. So we have to protect our heart and we have to allow them to release that energy. Mm -hmm. So they're automatically going to feel a connection to us because we are literally giving it all to them as they're releasing. Right. And that's so cool. And that's so powerful to think about. I love that. Yeah. I really love that. When I left behind the chair, I had clients that were like, well, can I just pay you so we can just still talk <laughs> like, yeah. or you can just text me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, Here's if you want to Venmo me some money, I won't be mad, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, the limiting belief thing I find, I think it will never end. Like yeah. I do. I think as things go, I think, um, as things in your life change, like there's always going to be something, but I agree with you. Like now when it pops up in my head, I'm like, well, that's crap. You yeah. know, like I automatically, like I'll, I'll even tell my husband, like, you know, I keep feeling like this, but I know that's not true, yeah. you know? And even that makes a huge, it makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah. It's a part of you. It's not all of you. Right. So it's a part that's always going to exist. You're always going to have that inner critic, right? but it should not define you. Right. Well, and again, it's just the protection, right? It's our body yeah. trying to protect us from doing something different. Mm -hmm. It's but, keeping you safe. Exactly. But if you really, really think about all of the things that you did different, you know, again, whether it's leaving a relationship, leaving a job, leaving, you know, doing something that you weren't comfortable with, it always puts you in a better position. It really does. Well, that's where strength comes from, doing yeah. things that you're not comfortable with. Exactly. Like the whole time I was in Tulum, I asked for strength. I was like, give me strength. Give me strength. I came back. I felt like I got hit by a bus. I was like, damn, right? <laughs> what is all this like friction is like coming to me. And I'm like, oh, I asked for strength. That This yeah. is strength. This is what it is. Yeah. Like yeah. it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's super uncomfortable. I mean, gosh, this podcast, right? Like I had all the limiting beliefs. Well, who's going to listen to it? What am I going to say? Like I had all of these, like, well, I have things to say, so it'll be fine. And then I recorded my first one. It was like five minutes long. <laughs> I was like, oh, but I fought through it and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to upload it. 
I'm just going to upload it and I'm just going to see what happens, you know? And then now here I am, I don't even know how many episodes I've done now and I'm not that nervous anymore, you know? Um, and it's now it's fun. Yeah. Now I enjoy it. I look forward to it. Even on days where I'm tired, it's like, Oh, I get to talk to somebody. It's not, Oh, I get to put myself out there or put other people out there. It's like, I get to have a conversation with somebody and other people get to listen to it and they get so much from these conversations. Yeah. You're starting a podcast. Yes, I am. Talk to (laughs) me about the podcast. So the podcast is everything that we are talking about right now. It's all things. It's for hairstylists. So it's called the Happy Healthy Hairstylist Podcast. And I am talking about everything from health. I will have fitness, you know, my fitness friends on it. I will have people who work on like mindset work. I will have other hairstylists on it, other coaches. And I just want to like open up conversation for anything that's going to be beneficial, like anything that, you know, people can learn from, they can feel inspired by, because we all have amazing stories and we all have our why, our why we do things. And we all have, you know, tips and tricks that we can give to people. So just conversations like this, like, oh, I didn't know that, like, you know, all this stuff matters. I didn't know that health and like, like fitness and hairdressing go hand in hand Mm because no one talks about it. Right. No one like associates it. Right. No one thinks that because like I, when, when we're in beauty school, we're told that this is a very labor intensive job and they're not kidding. It's Mm -hmm. labor intensive. Most hairdressers only last 10 years in the career. You did 17. Hmm. I'm on 12. Right. Like, and you know what saved you those pat those next seven years was probably your fitness. Yeah. Because well, if and- you didn't find that, then you wouldn't do it. Right. And when you start like learning, like moving your body more, you start learning about your body. Right. So like, um, I would learn little things like how I was standing. So for over 15 years, I stood in the same spot behind the chair and my left leg was on the mat and my right leg was off the mat. And Mm -hmm. when I started working out and stuff, I realized that I would have issues on my left side. Basically I had tilted my hips to a little bit like, and it's funny because it's little shit like that, that like started saving me. Like, okay, well now I have to put my whole body on the mat. Let's just turn the chair a little bit. Like, and it sounds so tiny and simple, but it can cause so much pain. Mm-hmm. so much pain for so like if you're like working behind the chair and your back is killing you how are you standing yeah. are you hunching your shoulders over while you're blow drying like I did oh I would have um a co-worker when I was still in a commission salon she would just tap my shoulders and it would remind me to push back because those little tiny things just make such a big difference and I think once you start moving your body you understand how your body works more and that goes into how you feel as well you know yeah so that's what the podcast is about is just helping people with those little things, those little tips and tricks, reminding people, being on their commute of being like, Hey, did you pack your lunch today? Did you pack your water? Or I'm going to listen to Shelby today. And she's going to like talk about health and fitness. And that reminds me, I need to go back into the gym or I need to like go move my body today. Or I just get so happy listening to the things that she has to talk about because it is like happiness that are like, cues and tips and tricks all of that right you want to be the little voice in somebody's ear that's like go drink some water go absolutely (laughs) (laughs) well I love it I absolutely love it Shelby how can people find you well you can find me on the gram um at shelby.bettencourt or coming soon my podcast the happy healthy hairstylist and I'm so excited for it so when is that going to come out? Do you know? <sighs> when are you um, hoping for it to come out? I'm hoping by May. Okay. I, I'm giving myself a big timeline because I'm also hosting an event here in Miami for hairstylists that I'm planning and I am coaching. So I am doing all the things that I'm just kind of giving myself a little bit of a break. So May 1st is when my podcast will be launched. Talk about the um, the thing you're doing in Miami real quick. Is that May 24th? May 24th. So okay, Monday, May 24th, I am having a, um, an event for hairstylists to just grow a community. 
there's no community here in Miami. And I just want to get hairstylists together. And I want to talk a little bit about mindset behind, you know, their mind, their body and behind the chair. So I want to teach them all, all things, mind, money, and uh, mind, body, and money, and just get hairstylists talking. Like, yes. That we, we need a community and I just want to be the person who like helps connect other people and connect myself. Like I want to meet all these hairstylists. So Great. May 24th, May 24th in Miami. Yes. I love it. I love it. Shelby, thank you so much. Thank we'll you. Miss to you. I will have you on again. We'll just, keep, we'll just keep doing this back and forth. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Once again, I want to thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. And speaking of community, I want to talk to you about Independent Beauty Pros. So what is that? Independent Beauty Pros is a digital platform that provides community, networking, education, support. If you are just looking to find your people, but you're not ready to go on a retreat, or you're a little nervous about going to a class alone and just walking up and meeting people, Independent Beauty Pros is the perfect platform for you. It is very inexpensive and you can even use the code BACKROOMBEAUTY and you'll get 10% off of your yearly membership. Lindsay is the founder and I just absolutely love her to death. She has such a genuine heart and she just wants to bring people together. This isn't just for hairstylists, it's also for makeup artists, estheticians, um, nail artists, anyone in the beauty industry in general. So if you're looking for something more, you're looking for the support, the education, all of the things, then I highly, highly, highly recommend looking into Independent Beauty Pros. You can find them on Instagram. You can go to their website at www.independentbeautypros.com. And again, get 10% off of your membership by using Backroom Beauty. Basically, tell them Misty sent you. Once again, have a wonderful day and I will talk with you on the next one.